five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about mail today. <coughs> As usual, right? <coughs> yeah, the place where we fight for mail. <clears throat> but before we do, let's get over to Tom Fishburne, my friend Tom Fishburne, who lets me talk about his cartoons, which is nice of him. Okay, first party data is coming to town. And this is kind of a follow-up to a cartoon that he did four years ago, which we'll touch on as we go. And <coughs> the little girl says, with iOS privacy changes and cookies going away, how would you even know? How would you know, even know if I'm naughty or nice? <clears throat> Santa smiles, he says. It's called first party data. Right. Because he knows when you're sleeping. He knows if you're awake. You know, I've, I've always said there's no real privacy. The right to privacy is a myth if there is no privacy. <clears throat> right? How can you have a right to something that doesn't exist? Santa knows. So you better be good. <laughs> you better, <laughs> better be good. Because <clears throat> God sees. Right? So, <clears throat> the follow-up was from a cartoon. We'll, we'll get to that. But anyway... Four years ago, it said, well, if you didn't want me to see you when you were sleeping and know when you were awake, you should have checked your privacy settings. <laughs> and that was kind of a controversial one. This one actually did. I did laugh out loud, Tom. I want you to know. I don't always laugh, but this this one I, this one I actually did because it's nice and punchy. Okay, in the four years since the privacy landscape changed dramatically, with iOS's privacy changes, Apple's privacy changes alone, a core estimated, uh, cut ad ROI by 38% and caused a 25% drop in mobile ad spend. Wow. <clears throat> the drum estimated, and there's an, a link to the article, there's always, almost always that. The drum estimated that 70% of consumers have gone dark. They refer to them as the invisible 70. <clears throat> To reach the Invisible 70, brands and tech platforms are investing deeply in their first-party data troves, okay, which is what we've been using literally since 1994 when we started with the Hudson Bay Company. So we're coming up on, you know, two more years will be, be 30 years of working with first-party data. It's really, you know, it's really probably the only one that really matters because it's the one that counts for your brand. And... The other data is so thin and so weak that you come to conclusions that really aren't warranted. <clears throat> so anyway, it's difficult even to work with first-party data. It's difficult to draw conclusions. It really is. It's way more difficult than people think. Uh, and when you use transparent modeling techniques so you can actually see what the machine learning is doing, which has always been our methodology because I don't trust the computers, <clears throat> you see how... How weak the data is. You know, I, I ran across, uh, <clears throat> somebody wrote to me and said that their machine learning program uses 29 different uh, product categories for behavior in order to do personalization. I said, you know, even with tens of millions of transactions, which we've worked with, we work with hundreds of millions of transactions, um, there's just... You know, most customers only bought once. <laughs> Sorry. And so to draw conclusions from them, 
uh, when you only have one order and it isn't for that much and it wasn't that recently, <clears throat> is difficult. It has nothing to do with the quality of your algorithms. It has to do with the thin nature of data. So um, retailers are using their first-party data to create retail media networks and pool their data. And uh, this is supposed to be the hottest thing in the media world. Okay, it's not new, not by any stretch. <clears throat> and it kind of works a little bit. Uh, what it really does is give you proof of life. That's the main thing that it does. <laughs> So if you have 100,000 customers that haven't bought lately and haven't spent much, maybe they haven't bought from you in two years, and we know this in direct mail. I mean, we really have hard numbers, okay? So we know who got mailed. We know who responded. We know who didn't respond. <clears throat> so we know how many times we've mailed them. We can keep track of that. We can keep a cost associated with that and get a real ROI. But let's say they haven't bought from you in two years, or maybe make it three years. Okay, so now you have 100,000 of these people that have only bought once and they only bought in one category, maybe, and they uh, and they haven't bought lately. So how do you differentiate them? Well, one way that, that you do it, which is an excellent idea, is you say, well, have they bought from anybody else that's related to us? Okay, so maybe we're selling fishing gear. Is there anybody that sells outdoor doesn't maybe sell fishing or sells hunting uh that they have bought from you know at least we could differentiate the ones who have and the ones who had now the problem is is you whittle it down pretty fast to maybe five thousand of the hundred thousand so you know if if that's all you do your sales are going to plummet okay so it's important not to, to just get too crazy uh, and so then you say, well, maybe let's just try anybody. If they bought from anybody, at least that means they look well in mail. It look, means they look at their mail, okay, if nothing else. It means they're still alive, if nothing else. And so maybe then you'll get to 40% of them or something like that. And maybe you can take geodemographics and improve and find <clears throat> the top third of the geodemographics that that are most likely to buy, and maybe that adds a few thousand, and that's kind of how it uh, it works. It's it's not it's not rocket science, it really isn't. If you work with somebody who you know you can trust and will tell you what they're doing, it we can make sure that it makes sense. <clears throat> when we worked with musicians' friend, we had uh, Matthew Shaw came flying out for a week, and his job was just to find out if we were out of our minds or you know. <laughs> on the right track or did it look like it wouldn't do much harm you know it might not have been better or worse at uh, we were in such a a rush they sent us their data around the first of the year and we had to have a i think they had about 15 million trend uh, customers and i don't know usually it's a multiple of that you know so 30 million transactions or something and we had to have that in the mail by the first week of february <laughs> So, so Matthew came out. We had a lot of fun, and uh, you know we've been connected ever since. Um, but he's a PhD in in statistics, and so his job was just to make sure we weren't going to wreck the company in just one fell swoop. And we we've worked with companies that have been wrecked by their algorithms and such. Um, and I better not name names, but you know one of one of our clients before they were our client. <laughs> They installed a new ERP system, and the ERP system uh, selected the oldest, deadest customers 
thinking that they were selecting the most recent customers. And and it's pretty simple how that works. You know, if you if you have an algorithm for the number of times someone's bought, okay? So if you bought once, you give them a one. If you bought three to five times, let's say, you give them a two. If you bought five to ten times, they give them a three. And if you bought, you know, a hundred times or more, a hundred items or more or something, you give them a, a five. So the more items, the better. And and the fives are the ones you want, the ones, the multi-buyers and such. Um, but then let's say you you have you know it's a programmer they don't they don't really take the time to understand the algorithms <clears throat> and they look at the recency and they say okay well if you bought within the last 300 days it would be more like if you bought within the last 90 days you'd be a hotline um, but that's a low number so we'll give you a one for a 90 and if you bought within the last 600 days that's like two years we'll give you a five <clears throat> so you always have selected the fives so you select the fives on recency and you find out that you're only taking the dead ones from long ago so anyway um it's important to understand what this stuff is doing and most people who use it don't uh, most marketers don't have a big statistical background and even if they did most of the statistics are hidden especially when you use these these cooperatives to do your modeling so consumers are opting out of their data but it's what what they really want to get rid of is the shared middle the tech layer in the middle it's not that they don't want you know they you know my wife like talbots she loved talbots and you know i even talked with the marketing people and i said my wife loves talbots here's her ad here's our address send her a catalog we never got a catalog we you know i don't know why they stopped even though they were mailing, they stopped mailing my wife. And I have another friend who's, who was president of a company that had a catalog. And he bought from uh, another catalog. We better not say who. And he hated the product, and he sent it right back. And he kept getting mailed for years. Every month, he'd get a catalog. And he's like, I hate this company. I don't want them. So make sure it makes sense. And there's a way to fix that. There's a way to fix the, the, the customers that bought and immediately returned and haven't you haven't heard from since. You know, and that's more important. How you deal with that, especially if you're selling apparel, is much more important than how you deal with third-party data. Okay, so ha consumers don't mind a direct relationship with a brand, you know, like a Talbots or something. I have a, Land's End is my favorite. This is Land's End. This is Land's End. I always talk about Land's End, and I'm wearing it almost every day. And I'm, I should place my order today or tomorrow or something. But anyway, so I don't mind that they know that I'm a good customer. I got a pile of Land's End catalogs, and I like looking at them. I, I wish I had, you know, looked at them more. I should, really. Okay, so as we go forward, we need to prove to customers that the value exchange is worth it. And mostly it's because they have good products, and they ship on time, and they're nice people and they're from wisconsin so here's the article here's that one that he mentioned uh similar to this year and here's an explanation of zero party data the gym shoes you liked in our survey are on sale great here's first party data the gym shoes you browsed last year are on sale uh, okay and you know we've rarely even used that we really use you bought gym shoes Two years ago, they probably wore worn out. Would you like some more? And we don't even get specific to gym shoes, you know. But if you sold athletic equipment versus athletic apparel, we might mention athletic apparel. 
you know it's just an incremental benefit <clears throat> and uh, so second party data would be I hear you have a new gym membership and need need any shoes and that's when it starts to get creepy and maybe you wouldn't have skipped your workout today if you had new shoes third party data skipped a workout because we knew he was online when he should have been out there working out that is really creepy that's like beyond creepy right this is about the line right here the creepy line everything to the right of it is creepy 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 okay that's what i would say get rid of this get rid of this and get rid of this and if that's the best you can do <clears throat> then we really should talk about the scalability of mail uh the future of advertising yeah it's right out of the the uh minority report movie with tom cruise where he's going down there and shouting all this stuff at you and you know some of it's totally inappropriate it's it's creepy how targeted these christmas ads are how do marketers collect so much data on us and there's the elf on the shelf watching everything you do and lastly don't worry it's only marketers collecting our personal data so they can create more relevant advertising for us if that were even the case if that were true you know but the truth is all data is historical and so you know one of the big problems with um with retargeting is i've already bought it because i'm fast you know and so if you're targeting me with uh with something i browsed on your site it's probably too late right better to have a solid relationship with me over time like land's end right I started buying from Land's End when I was in college in the early 70s. Uh, I was to the store on Milwaukee Avenue down in Chicago. That was their only store um, way before they moved to Dodgeville. So, you know, that kind of stuff, the triggering isn't, isn't important. It's really not. It's, you know, when I need casual wear, I think Land's End. So, anyway... Maybe I can get those cargo pants I've been looking for with the pocket for the phone. Uh, Dan, if you're out there, let me know. Uh, anyway, oh, we're going to have a jingle mingle on Friday of this week. And I, if, you've gotten, if you've gotten a message in LinkedIn, I pasted that by hand. And often with another personal note on top of that. We have no way to automate LinkedIn that's any good. It doesn't get me banned. Uh, so that's me. That's me doing that by hand, cutting and pasting and sending you a little sending you a little message. So I hope you can come. We always have a good time. I have a game thought up or sort of, which, you know, just an icebreaker. Um, but we have some notables already signed up that that uh, are well known in the print and mail and advertising world. So that's kind of exciting. Uh, a lot of times on these things, you'll meet people you would never be able to meet otherwise. Even at, a, even at a trade show, um, because I have some really great friends, and we have a lot of fun. So I encourage you, and invite your friends, too. Uh, it's open to everybody. You don't have to be a member of WDMA. Be nice if you were. And we'll be talking mail, and we'll be talking, uh, we'll be talking 2023, and, you know, whatever we want to talk about. So if you have a particular interest, uh, you know, let me know if you want, but uh, come and be part of it and it's on friday afternoon you don't have anything else to do <laughs> you don't want to do serious stuff so come and meet some people and have some fun uh have a great day merry christmas thanks for watching bye bye